Hey everybody, it's Jay. Real quick, there's going to be a music change. Just so you know, we've been publishing these videos to YouTube. You can find more about that on productivityandtech.com. But because we're going to be pushing more and more on YouTube, I'm not able to use the existing intro and outro music due to licensing reasons. Even though I've been given permission, I'm still going to get copyright strikes. So we've changed up the music. It's going to be the music for the future until something changes it. So that's it. I'm also going to be doing a little bit with the rebranding, getting things done early. So there may be a little disconnect in the recorded audio and the interview and the intro. That's it. On to the show. It's Tuesday, September 1st, and it is time for the pit show. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Miller. This is The Pit Show. Now, you might be wondering, wait a minute, I thought this was productivity. And yeah, I know we're going to, we're going to talk about that in just a second, but I'm so glad that you are able to join me today. I've got a great interview coming up, but first let's dive into this. So what is this? What, what are we looking at now? Basically the show has taken on this format that was kind of by accident where I started doing a reflection and an interview and a reflection and an interview and an interflection and a review and all of these other things. But I kind of got tired of that. Honestly, I felt like what was really happening was that you were getting two shows. And I thought to myself, if you were going to get two shows, why don't I just give you two shows, but not in the way that you think. I didn't want to give you another feed. In fact, once upon a time, there used to be a show called The Pit Reflections, where literally it was just me thinking and doing and talking and doing all that stuff. So if I wasn't going to give you two podcasts, but I was going to give you basically two different parts to one show, how could I do it better? And the solution that I came to was one that I really enjoyed. So here it is. Basically, you're going to get me talking just like I am now for a few minutes on every show. I'm going to be talking a little bit about the subject that my guest will be talking about. I'll be talking a little bit about what's going on in my week. I'll be talking about a little bit what's going on in uh, current events. And then we'll jump into my interview. Now, in that interview, it'll be the same interview that you're used to, just a little bit shorter, uh, probably about... 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes maybe even 10 minutes. But here's the thing. I'm still going to give you the whole interview. And I'm going to do that a couple of ways. One, I'm going to stretch the interviews out a little bit. I'm going to cover a couple of different topics so that you can see the different parts of my guests as we're talking about things. And we often do this anyway. We often talk about a couple of different areas in their life. So it makes sense to do that anyway. 
Now, if you want to listen to the entire interview, you can still do that. I'm going to be making the full interview available when the first episode drops on the bonus feed. Now, for those that are listening to this for the first time and you're just like, this whole thing is just blowing my mind right now, the bonus feed is simply a free podcast that is available via the RSS feed only. Now, there's a reason I do that. One, I want to make sure that I'm able to put all of my focus and energy in the main show, but I also want to make sure that people are still getting the content that they want and deserve. So in order to get this bonus feed, all you have to do is sign up for the PIT newsletter. Go over to productivityintech.com, click the newsletter link, put your email address in. It's going to give you the RSS feed as your confirmation. If you unsubscribe after that, sure, whatever, that's fine. As long as you follow those steps, you'll get access to the bonus feed. Now, you might be wondering, is this going to be a lot more work? You're right, it is. Every once in a while, I'm going to talk about a product or a thing that I'm doing or trying or or looking at, and those will probably have affiliate codes. Now, I tried to think what would be the best way for me to make a little bit of money off of this show to make up for the effort and the work that I'm putting in without selling your data, without giving your information to third parties, and the affiliate market is still probably the best way. In fact, it's kind of bad for me because I don't make that much off of affiliate revenue. I mean, I think last month on Amazon, I made a whole $1.05. So there is that. But at the end of the day, the pit show is just one piece of an overall business that is productivity in tech. So I'm not too worried about making money on this side of it because I'm going to be making money from my clients that I work with. And also, you know, I've got a day job. So a lot of this is from the heart. A lot of this is just me wanting to show my passion and show my love for the things that I talk about, the guests that I bring on, and the only way that I can continue to do that is that I make sure that there are no strings attached on the monetary side. So the last thing you might be thinking is, what about the after show? The after show is still going to be there. It's still going to be on the bonus feed. If you want it, you get it. It will be on a separate track from the full conversation. I'm still going to do that for you because I know some people prefer the after shows over the main shows. Some people don't want to listen to the after shows. I'm okay with all of that. So that's it. This is the pit show. This is the new thing. We got the new music, the interview still, we got the reflection still. I'm going to skip the early reflection on this one and dive right into the interview. So this first interview was with someone that I had just met online. I had listened to them uh, give a talk about one of the projects that they had, and we'll get more into detail about that project on the second part of this conversation. But here it is, my conversation with Wayne Jones. On the line with me, I have an NYU grad, currently a full stack software engineer, and you can often catch him learning and hacking away on Twitch. The one, the only Wayne Jones coming all the way from New York City. Wayne, how are you doing? 
this evening? Doing all right. Just chilling. Weather's nice. So enjoying it. So this is this is one of the the cool conversations that I, I've had just recently of like this idea of connecting with more and more developers online that are like not giving keynote speeches and then you gotta like try to send an email out and be like, hey sir, my you know, if you'd be on my podcast. Like <laughs> being able to catch people on Twitch doing cool stuff. And uh man, it, it's interesting because I've been watching a lot of the coding stuff that you've been doing lately. And I'm, I feel like I'm annoying you at times because it's just like, <laughs> Hey man, I know, I know you're just trying to show that you can do this, but shouldn't that be like that? <laughs> <laughs> nah, like I, I love the, um, the coding community on Twitch and it's very fun, like very helpful as well, especially if I go into a roadblock when it comes to coding and not necessarily knowing how to solve a solution um community is definitely there to help um so yeah how how has that been because i i just got into like doing a lot more like coding live streams and i've noticed more and more like you have a couple of types of folks that come into the stream you have the people that like know what they're doing and are just there to tell you that you're doing it wrong and then you also have like the people that have like no idea what's going on. So they're just asking a thousand questions and you're like, as much as I want to help you right now, I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I can't answer this question because I don't know the answer. Yeah. And like, it, it's like for some of my streams, like I do algorithm type questions. So this is like the typical question you'll see in a technical interview. And then some streams I'm doing like uh, doing like my own assignment or coding assignments um, or maybe a personal project that like it seems like depending on what type of content that I'm doing, you'd have different type of people that are um, watching your stream. So like for algorithm questions, those are typically the people that are trying to learn a little bit more about um, coding in general, building out your algorithms, how to optimize a solution. Um, and for me, um, in terms of like doing these streams, I am not only the person that like, I guess can give the answers when it comes to like these algorithm type questions, but also I'm learning as well uh, as I'm coding. Um, so it's just like, I'm learning from the community, um, pretty much coding as I go that I call it where it's like, it puts it more into perspective um, when you're watching a stream like mine's because me personally, I'm a developer for six years as a full stack web developer, but even myself with all these years of experience, I don't have all the answers and you'll see me make stupid mistakes. You'll see me have like syntax errors of missing semicolon and it would take me like 30 minutes to debug and I'd be like uh, face palming the whole entire time once I figure out the answer uh, to my problems. But yeah, it's, it puts, uh, I guess my stream in general just puts it more into perspective um, when it comes to just learning with me, learning the fundamentals of like coding and just like programming languages in general. No, I love that. And I love that, like, one of the things that you were talking about there is, like, being being able to 
stream even though you don't have all the answers. Like, I think that that's, that's such a strange thing because you know one of the things that I've, I've always i've always tried to like tell people like you don't have to always put your best foot forward but like at least show that you're trying to put your best foot forward like mm-hmm. no one expects everyone to have like all the answers 100 percent of the time well i'm wrong the internet expects you to have all the answers 100 <laughs> percent of the time but people in reality feel like it's easier to relate to someone who is struggling. And in fact, that's one of the things that we have in common is we both stream like late at night. And I can only imagine like, for me, when I'm streaming, I've been working all day. I get done with work and I'm like, all right, now it's time to start writing code for projects that I'm passionate about. And it's like, I'm so tired. Like, I can't think about this. And and so many times I've just been like, all right, we're the stream is over. Like, let's we're calling it here because I can't figure this out. And then the very next morning, like I come up with the solution in like 20 minutes. And I'm like, dang, I should have just went to sleep earlier. And then I would have had the problem, had the answer. <laughs> Do you have the same problem? Like, I know you stream late at night, too, right? Yeah, I stream late at night here in New York. Um, so it goes to like maybe I start my stream maybe around 6 or 7 p.m even though I've been wanting to start a little bit earlier, but I usually end my streams around like midnight, 1am. And I'm like, nah. I'm done. <laughs> like no. I'm done. I need to stop here or else I'm not getting any sleep. Has, nah. has streaming kind of been like the replacement for going to meetups and, and like local events? Yeah. Well, streaming in general, like, like, for me personally, before pre-COVID, um, I've never went to any developer conferences to learn about new technologies. And I guess this COVID situation, the, I guess the pros out of this, if you can call it that, is that most of these uh, dev conferences are now online and now you can just uh, sign up. Most of them are for free. Um, you can go online and uh, learn something new. Uh, so for me personally, I've been focused mainly on React, but I've been dabbling into a little bit more about containerization, including Docker, Kubernetes, um, learning a little bit more about Node.js on the back end, and of course, just doing things and manipulating things in React. Dollars to like thousands of dollars, <laughs> and then um, paying for travel and lodging. It's just the the cost adds up and of course i didn't have a i didn't have a company that would pay for uh me to travel to these conferences although that would be ideal but i didn't have that opportunity i i definitely get that i mean currently i'm i'm working as a marketer so when i tell them like hey i want to go to this event and they're like oh is it like adobe max and i'm like no it's pycon and it's in pittsburgh and it's for a <laughs> week and they're like yeah, no, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can take vacation and, and do that, but, uh, take some time off. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I think that that's the thing that I hope, I hope we learn from this, this time of not being able to, to gather in place. I mean, we watched some of the largest conferences in the world, some of the largest tech conferences in the world move to an online platform. Mm-hmm. And become available for the first time for so many people that whether you can't afford a ticket or you can't afford travel and things like that, 
one of like I think the second conference I ever went to, the only reason I went was because I split my hotel fare with a friend of mine. I got my flight covered by the conference organizers. So the only thing mm-hmm. I had to pay for like in full was my ticket to the conference and the tickets were like 25 bucks. And it was oh, like, okay. so for like that, it was like, yes, this is, this is exactly how I go to this conference. But mm-hmm. every other conference, like I like local conferences. I like the small, like two day conferences that are like $50 for a ticket. And you only got to get a hotel room for like a single night because ain't nobody trying to pay thousands of dollars out of their own pocket to go to an event. And exactly. And you could just present it online. Like I love how Pi Cascades, like they live stream their conference. Like the entire, like if you don't have a ticket, that's fine. Just log on to YouTube and it's there. It's being presented live. And then like mm-hmm. North Bay Python, they do they work with a a company called Next Day Video. And we're literally giving the conference talk. And then getting an email like an hour and a half later, like, hey, do you do you consent to release this video onto YouTube? And it's like, oh, dang, that was quick. And like, Mm -hmm. literally, you got conference videos up the next day and you're like, this is what this is how it should be. Like, I'm glad that a lot of these places put their videos and stuff up. But I love that there are smaller conferences that are able to be like, as soon as the talk is given, it's like we're already getting it ready for the rest of the world to consume. Yeah, with this, I guess, with this whole COVID environment, um, and once we go back to like a quote-unquote normal, uh, I guess, environment or situation, um, I'm hoping, and I tweeted this out, that I'm hoping all these like developer conferences have more um, accessible type of uh, means of, uh, I guess, showing off the different keynotes and different workshops via like streaming tools like YouTube or Twitch um, and hopefully it'll be a little bit more accessible to developers who can't afford to go out to these um, conferences. All right, let me tell y'all a story. In 2018, two amazing movies came out that absolutely changed my mindset on what was important in black cinema. And that was Black Panther and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now, I think you know where I'm going here. If you don't, well, listen anyway. 2018 was also the same year that my daughter was born. So I spent most of 2018 either anticipating my first child or not sleeping because of my first child. One of the things that stressed me out more than anything was the lack of representation for people of color in the space, in any space. I mean, the fact that we have an entire month where we can talk about all the great African-Americans and and Black um, ethnic groups and individuals that did amazing things, the fact that we cover all of that in one month kind of tells you that there's a lack of information and knowledge and observance of people of color doing amazing things. I've said it before in plenty of the interviews that I've had and that I've 
given with people that I think that the biggest thing that is the biggest thing that impacted me in my career path was finally seeing people that looked like me being successful, seeing people in the position that I'm in now making it. In fact, that's what my life goal is, is to find people of all races, all ethnicities, all sexual orientations that are like me in some way, shape, or form, and to show them that just because they're weird, just because they're into rock and like all of their black friends aren't, just because they like computers or whatever, that makes you normal and you have a pathway to success. You're talking to a college dropout that is doing amazing for himself and his family. But I didn't see that growing up. I saw drug dealers. I saw crackheads. I saw dropouts, rejects. I saw all of these things, but I saw a lack of success. Fast forward to 2018. I am for the first time seeing superheroes being portrayed as people of color. I knew the story of Black Panther following in the comics, but it wasn't one that was told. It was one that was kind of behind the scenes a little bit. So it was great to see these stories being put on screen, not stories about civil rights. I, it's so important that we have those conversations, but I'm tired of people of color only being asked to sit at the table to talk about their troubles So to actually have someone come in and be a superhero meant the world to me. Then I saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I knew of Miles Morales. But that was just another example of breaking into a space that was primarily not reserved for black people, for people of color. People of color didn't have a spot in animated cartoons. And if they did, it was always the gangbangers and the the gangsters or the B-rated superheroes like Static Shock. One of the people that helped make that a reality passed away. Chadwick Boseman, someone who had the suave and swagger of an Idris Elba or a Denzel Washington, but was making stuff for my generation and for the generation that would come behind me. Someone that spent the primary portion of his most successful moments fighting disease and illness. Someone that was taken away really early. I had this whole thing planned out about how August was over and how I was starting September off with my Bujo and all that stuff. But then I realized it was so much more important to take a second in a world that's full of hatred, in a world that's full of protesting and riots, in a world that's full of disease, to just stop and bring a little clarity to why people like Chadwick Boseman are so important. And he's not the last person. I'm glad to see that we have new action stars 
I'm glad to see people like Michael B. Jordan, who I've been watching since he was a kid on Hardball. I'm glad that we can see black executives like Basoma St. John. I'm glad that we're starting to see these things. But I have to stop and take a moment for a younger version of me that wished he would have been a kid when he first saw Black Panther. That he would have been a kid when he first found out about Miles Morales. I'm sad and I mourn the loss of Chadwick Boseman, King T'Challa, but I'm encouraged because I know that he left a legacy that will hopefully inspire my little daughter and will inspire more people like me in the future. Thanks for listening, everybody. I've been your host, Jay Miller. This has been The Pitch Show, the first episode of The Reboot. Thank you so much for enjoying. The Pitch Show was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Jay Miller. You can connect with me online at KJYMiller on Twitter, or you can check out my website at KJYMiller.com. My guest for the episode was Wayne Jones. Follow him on Twitter at Wayne of Life. That's going to do it for this week. I've been your host, Jay Miller. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, see you later.